You guys better call up Cardi B. Because on this episode of the Colonize the Ocean podcast, there's some bros in this house. We talk about the origination and creation of Atlanta Sea Colony. Stay tuned. Welcome to Colonize the Ocean podcast, where we discuss oceanic colonization, exploration, and education with your hosts, Adam Jewell and Brendan Traxler. Welcome back to season two of the Colonize the Ocean podcast. My name is Adam Jewell, and with me once again on season two is my good friend, Brendan Traxler. Brendan, how are you doing today, buddy? Uh, we're doing good. Doing good. We we took some time off. We took a couple months there to, to kind of, you know, enjoy part of the summer. Um, and then, you know, we, we've got a lot of... That's not the only reason we took the time off. Well, I mean, um, I was about to dive into, like, some of the stuff we're doing, but you just got me off, jerk. Um, so, you know, and, uh, and I'm getting into that. So we, uh, did some, uh, reaching out to some people. Actually, Brendan did a lot of the the footwork, so I'm not going to take credit for it. But, so with season two, we got a lot more interviews coming, and we got some of those recorded already. Uh, we got a few more that we're doing yet. Um, so, I mean, this is going to be packed full of interviews with people that have a lot of different knowledge of the, I guess, aquatic oceanic world and technologies and um, just a little bit of everything. And there's people that have some um, pretty creative ideas. So, um, Brendan, you have anything else to tease on that? I mean, I, no, I mean, I think we're it's not gonna be 22 episodes like season one was i'll tell you that much right we're, so we're we're we went shorter but more value this time around and we're trying to do pretty much all interviews we got a few more i'm trying to get as we speak but even with what we got right now we got some ones we one of them we've been chasing since the very beginning of season one we finally got tied down <laughs> um and then yeah a couple other really good ones too so yeah we're, i'm excited yeah, one of the, the problems that we were, maybe I shouldn't use the word problems, but one of the things we were doing beforehand is that we were focused on doing a lot of new stuff. So we were rushing to do it like weekly. And then um, I guess I felt like maybe we weren't putting our best foot forward as far as like the quality of the episodes, like our content. So with this, I think we get we get a lot more out of it. And I think you'd probably agree with that. I would. I okay. completely agree with that. And you'll also be able to see that as the episodes are coming out, you'll be able to date them based upon my beard length and hairstyles, too, because <laughs> they have drastically changed over the, the course of some of these recordings, too. Yeah. Yeah, we've already recorded, like, what, four or five episodes mm-hmm. already? Yeah. And now we're doing this one, which is the opener. So, uh, yeah, things will look a little bit different as you jump around on the, on the episode. So um, don't get confused. But, yeah, Brendan's beard timeline might throw you off a little but uh but before we uh so this episode we wanted to kind of just talk a little bit about our backgrounds because i guess we've never really dived too far into i guess us in the past you know what i mean uh i do know what you mean so kind of give us a little 
you know, background on, on us. But before that, I mean, Brendan, um, tell, tell us about like how you spent part of, part of your, uh, your, your, uh, break off from the podcast. I mean, I've been working on getting people together for podcasts and busy with Lena C calling and doing stuff like that. Really? That's, that's what you're going to go with. You know, the story I want you to tell. So the story you want me to tell is that I may or may not have gotten COVID-19. <laughs> that's, that's the story you want. Yeah. And you say may or may not, because what was it? Your, your test said negative, but you, you were the sickest I've ever seen. And I've known you for well over 20 years. It, it was so, bad. so, and yeah, you were out of it. Like for, uh, I guess kind of a teaser into into what we're about to talk about, you know, our backgrounds and stuff. You know, like I said, I've known Brendan for 20 plus years. And, you know, we've been very good friends and we obviously we live remotely. We don't live like across the road from each other, but we talk multiple times a day and just usually we're sending stupid pictures back and forth. But I mean, a lot of times we're talking about business stuff as well. Um, <laughs> and like, this was like the least amount of time I had talked to Brendan as well. He was out sick. And I, yeah, I was legitimately worried about you, sir. And uh, I'm glad that everything's back to back to normal with you, whether you did or did not have it. But it That's seemed something. awfully suspicious. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough time. <laughs> but you're back. You're back I up. Am. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a not, good it's thing. It's not a joking matter either. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a serious thing. And for, right, and I say fortunately for me that I've got a pretty decent decent lung capacity and stuff along those lines, and even then it was still I had some times I was concerned. So if you've got any sort of respiratory issue, asthma, something like that, I could definitely see where it would be a very concerning and and scary thing. Yeah, yeah, and I laugh because it's like, like I said, it's not appropriate to laugh about it because there's people that are that are having a lot worse time with it than. Yeah than others but uh just like i said it was more to me humorous that because like i said you were resting a lot you weren't messaging me and so like i even got a hold of like one of your family members to be like hey can you check you on brendan because i haven't heard from him in a while so like and then you finally messaged me back before they did so like so then i felt kind of creepy that i'm reaching out to your family to check on you but um they don't care. And then I'm going to boast a little bit about what I've been doing. Um, uh, actually, it, it kind of was going on during season one a little bit towards the end, but uh, I'm getting into the political game, trying to anyways. Yes. Uh, I'm running for state Senate, not U.S. Senate, but state Senate up here in South Dakota. So I've had that going on. Um, running as a libertarian candidate in my district. So um yeah, that's been consuming a lot of my time, and uh, um, time will tell what happens come November. But yeah, like yeah, that little time off, it gave us time to focus up on the like how we were going to do the podcast. You know, you went through that ordeal, and then you've been uh, you, you know you help your family out with the uh, family business, and um, just we we stayed busy. It wasn't much of like a vacation, I guess. True, very true. So, so let's let's talk about. Um, you know, do a little interview with you, Brendan. Um, well, uh, I guess we can start with me. Or did you want to? Did you want to go? <laughs> did you want to? I I suppose we'll save you as the finale. You can do that too. Meanings, you are the more important half of 
I want to go that. You're, you're the more important three quarters of. I, I just think colony. mine's gonna be a little bit longer. Longer. Yeah, you have more. Years. You have more in depth than this. So, yeah, we kind of decided we'd do an episode just talking about us and how we got into this and our backgrounds and. Yeah, that does make more sense. Sorry, sorry that I was about to derail us. So, so what do you want to what do you want to know about me, Brendan? Uh, well, we just start about you know. I, you know, I don't want to get too personal because I don't think you want to give out too much information. But or maybe you do. I don't know. Oh, I'll tell uh, you every single thing you need to know. Well, I don't know if we're going to go <laughs> that deep. But how about we just start off with Adam's background. Where you're from, obviously South Dakota, you said that. Have you lived there your whole life? Do you have family yep. members? Obviously, you talked about your, your kids. I'm assuming you're married. How about all those type of things? So, yeah, uh, born and raised in South Dakota. Um, graduated high school in 07. Uh, got a online business degree through University of Phoenix in 2011. Um, I haven't really utilized that too much. So maybe, maybe Brennan will help me put that to use in the future with Atlanta Sea Colony. So... Um, but yeah, got married in 2010, uh, have two kids, uh, two little girls, one's turning seven actually in like a few days from this recording and one just turned four. Um, yeah, like my whole family's from this area. All grew up in here. My background really is in manufacturing. Um, ever since I got out of high school, I've just been in different types of manufacturing, different positions in manufacturing. We kind of touched on that a little bit in a episode last season kind of but uh that's that's kind of i guess the real short version of my background do you have any hobbies adam what do you like to do in your spare time <laughs> um i like to hang out with my friend brendan oh <laughs> no uh hobbies um really like to hang out with my kids and uh um, there's a few games I like to play. Um, got back into uh, into some online gaming recently. <laughs> I, won't, I won't dive too far into that, just because it makes me seem like I'm 12 again. But um, yeah, I like to play video games once in a while. But uh, I like football. Um, when football's on NFL, if, as you can tell by my hat and my my coffee cup right here, Cincinnati Bengals fan. Um, that's one thing Brennan and I don't share is that he's just not a sports guy. And I'm not a sports guy either. I like football. That's really about it. I can't get into anything else. So, um, and then um, that's really about it. I kind of, like, this kind of has become one of my hobbies is just doing uh, some of the work with you, the stuff that I enjoy doing, like social media management and um podcasting that's been fun i've been i like before we did this i tried going out on my own i or before we started doing this i had my own podcast a few years back and it was fun but it's it's not fun to do it without a co-host so like i just hated talking by myself and i would interview guests but it's nice to have a second person there so um best both worlds with this but yeah i mean really it's i'm pretty pretty simple nothing uh too crazy about me politics and, yeah and your in your past podcast podcast experience is kind of why this is here because there was no way i was going to do it by my own and you already knew how to do it and so there's something i wanted to do and so i was like hey adam how about you help me out this podcast thing so here yeah we are. yeah and it's uh i think it's worked out pretty good 
it kind of started with me doing some of the editing and now you took it over, which I'm per- perfectly fine with because that's the part I didn't like about podcasting is doing all the editing. <laughs> right. Back when it was just audio, you were doing that, but now it's video. Yeah. Just went, yeah. So, uh, pineapple on pizza. How do you feel about that? That's what? No. First <laughs> of all, that's, that's, <laughs> I actually, uh, the day that we're recording this, I just ordered pizza earlier this evening. I, I'm a pepperoni guy. Sometimes the meat lovers, but uh, no, I think it's weird when people mess with pizza, like the whole pineapple thing. And then there's uh, Godfather. Godfather's is like a national chain, right? For pizza, or is that a Midwest thing? It may only be Midwest. I think there's one down here in the South, but we had them in Illinois. Okay, so Godfather's like we have one up here, and everybody loves this taco pizza. And I think it's absolutely crazy. It's not. It's not bad. It's not a it's pe- not bad. It's not a pizza. That's not a pizza. Sorry. I like to keep my pizza simple, man. I like pepperoni. It just feels like it's got grass on top of it, though, with some with the, like the lettuce. Yeah, so why, why is that it's enjoyable? That's good, good. I'll take your word for it. So what else in the, your personal space should we dive into here? Hmm. There's nothing really... I don't know, other than like what I kind of, we've already dove into that kind of led me here. I mean, obviously you, we've been good. I, Go I, I think we're, I'm not sure how, we, we kind of treat, keep this place, this this podcast, apolitical. So I don't want to dive too much into your political side of the thing. Uh, you know, if people want to find you, we'll leave information at the end of how they can follow right. that, that aspect of you. But let's talk a little bit more about the business side of Adam as far as, you know, you said we talked last season a little bit about lean management and stuff along those lines. Mm-hmm. So what is, where is Adam's business forte? I, my, I guess my forte would be, means I've spent so much time in manufacturing. Um, and if we can refer back to that when I, I couldn't tell you which episode it was when I talked about lean manufacturing, um, which is, you know, the manufacturing process of making things efficient and um, safer, more cost effective, all that, um, that I've always had like a strong interest in that. And so that I think gives me a, like a creative edge when it comes to business, where I always look at how anything can, anything can be done, whether it's, you know, hands-on work or just a business process itself. Um, just different ways of doing it and be able to be creative and find ways to save money um, and just make things work better. I don't know. So it's, it's like, I like, I like trying to be creative in whatever it is I'm doing. If, if I don't like the way I'm doing something or the way I was taught how to do something, whether it's just like physically, you know, draining or mentally exhausting. Like I'm always thinking of better ways to make some easier cost effective, whatever the, whatever the goal is. Like I'm just always looking at how to make things better. And and to that point, we, you know, it's probably been what a year ago, we had some good brainstorming sessions when you were looking at what designs I had in in the, in the layout of how I was planning on building Atlantic Sea Colony. And from that brainstorming alone, we already made some fundamental changes to to mm-hmm. not only the, the the design of it, but it encompasses also the, the business structure as well. So just your your input just on that alone, 
I think has been fundamental a fundamental change to the, to the business. Um, the, the core value is still there, but it, you know the design right. and stuff along those lines, it um, definitely changed just from your input on that alone. So you're worth your weight in gold right there. And I weigh a lot, so <laughs> that's another thing about me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that's that. I think that was part of the reason why, because I, the thing is like when you started getting into starting to make Atlanta Sea County more of a priority in your life. I mean, we'll get into like how this has been like one of your lifelong things, but the past few years you've really taken more of a aggressive approach to getting it going where I like basically invited myself to start helping you. Like I was done with the podcasting that I was doing and I wanted something else to do than be involved in something. So I just thought I told you, I'm like, Hey, I'll do this for you or whatever it is. So, but yeah, I mean, it's once again, that's it's just to me that's fun is being able to look at something and obviously knowing you for so long, like I can bounce ideas out off of you without um, you like taking it personal. Like there's some people like if you were to look at something that they were doing and you suggested something, they'd be like, "Well, no, that's this is my thing and don't even talk about changing it." So mm-hmm. it's like, um, yeah, and I've learned a lot about a lot of this business too which is cool i mean there's a lot of things that i foresee going on in the future of this business that i never would have foreseen me doing you know so it's like right it's fun very cool so as we said well so if, if people are wanting to before we get too far ahead if people are wanting to, to learn more about adam where can they find you? What you know, especially like your political career. What personal information you want to give out there? People want to know. You know, get to know Adam. Really, I mean, if you want, the only I guess thing I have out there that's public is my um, my political stuff, and that would be uh, if you just like go on Facebook and look for like Adam Jewel for District Five Senate or VoteJewel.com. Um, then there you'll see my, uh, I guess, political stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, I mean, I try to be active on the, the Atlanta Sea Colony stuff, just being able to um, interact with people there. Because then, I mean, politics is a, it's a touchy thing with a lot of people, especially nowadays to where some people just don't want to talk about it. So, I mean, if that's kind of your thing you want to go check it out by all means but i mean um i want i keep that separate from my atlanta sea colony life to where uh you know um those two worlds are different i guess and i guess really if if, if people want to get a hold of you through atlanta sea colony just make sure you specify for adam because hey adam yeah even though you post 99 percent of what we have on the page for the most part i like and comment probably 99% yeah. of it too. I post the content and then you usually post the replies. A lot of times if I post the replies, I'll like put AJ behind it just so like I can differentiate it. Yeah, and if it's like, because, a, if it's like an opinion base, I'll try to put my BT behind it too. So yeah. I'm, I'm not stepping on each other's toes there. But it, I just need you, to figure out how to work Facebook to where I can comment on the Atlanta Seacom and stuff as Adam Jewel because every time I go to try to comment, it just makes me want to, or it like automatically yeah. tries to make me comment as Atlanta Seacom. So. Yep. Yeah. 
that's that's an off podcast thing that I need is... to figure out how to how to fix up because that way I can be more personable with people. So that's enough about me, Brendan. Let's I mean let's that wasn't that the, much. Let's let's get into the meat of this one. We're gonna talk about the meat himself, <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> Weird. Is it? A, I'm just trying to figure out a cool nickname to, to stick mm-hmm. with you, Brendan the Meat. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so same question. So tell me, I mean, I know a little bit about you, but uh, tell the people, I mean, your history. Where did you grow up? Well, where did uh, your life take you to where you are now? And uh, just, yeah, your personal stuff, and then we'll work our way into the Atlanta Seacon. It was a cold winter's day, December of 1977. Um, it was actually I think it was a blizzard that year, so it was. But yeah, I was born, <laughs> born and raised in Illinois, Central Illinois, actually. Um, but and, you know, my, my mom raised me on watching PBS specials with Jacques Cousteau and stuff along those lines at a young age. I remember staying home um, and, and watching that stuff on uh, to, with her. And I always, it's always fascinating to me. Um, and I remember even at a young age, I I enjoyed drawing, and a lot of my artwork was scuba divers and underwater stuff and stuff along those lines. If I had sent that artwork today, that'd be cool, but who knows where it's, it's happened <laughs> over the years. But anyway, it, when I turned 12, so I was raised in a, in a and still am, in a, in a very Christian background and household, and my parents became missionaries when I turned 12, and we moved to Guatemala. Um, Central America. So I lived there until I was 18, graduated high school there. Um, but what that gave me was not only a third world perspective, seeing, seeing things in a bigger spectrum, and um, it gave me a bunch of good contacts as well. Um, it also heightened my, I was able to finally go visit the ocean a lot more because I was in a mm-hmm. country that had oceans on both sides and get to experience a lot of stuff that being landlocked up in the north Midwest area I wasn't going to experience so it was a great experience for growing who Brendan is too um, but while I was down there um, also it was in the mid 90s because um, I graduated in 96 um, the TV show Sequest DSV came on and yes it's sci-fi and it was campy you know 90s TV show whatever but it, it reiterated that whole love that I had for the ocean um, into a sci-fi world where uh, you know, we had The Abyss, and that was one of my favorite movies, still is. And we had a bunch of other uh, movies that had come along. But there wasn't one that hit a vein with me like Sequest. And I saw these giant submarines and underwater habitats, and I'm like, why can't we have that? And th- this is before the internet, so I didn't have access to be- do a bunch of the research um, and stuff along those lines. But I started drawing at that point in time, and I drew huge elaborate dome cities and stuff along those lines. But as, you know, sci-fi. But... Then that, so this is back in 94, I think it was, 95, some 94, I think it was, so 26 years ago. Um, and during that same time, I came up with the name Atlanta Sea Colony, the first logo, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then as soon as I graduated high school, moved back to the Illinois, back in the United States, I set up, if you, some of you who've been on the internet for a long time, I set up a GeoCities free website for Atlanta Sea Colony. And started making contacts back then. This is like late 90s, early 2000s. And so it's always been there that the actual domain name, AtlantaSeaColony.com, has been around for quite a while. It's probably one of the oldest ones out there in this this field. Um, 
the designs have drastically changed over years, especially once I got internet and it started, you know, communicating with people. Um, I guess I'm going a little bit off on the original thought there as, you know, who I am. But so basically let's, let's, let's circle back around before I dive too much more into Atlanta Sea Colony. Um, but yeah, Illinois, Mississippi, you know, you know, those, Guatemala, those are the three big places I've been over my years and lived. So uh, I'm here because most of my family moved to Mississippi after my sister graduated from high school and saw my family's down here and stuff. And so here's where I'm at. So from Illinois to Guatemala, back to Illinois to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. That's More or less. Give or take. There's probably like a few little things in there. Yeah. But, um, what what uh, technical backgrounds do you got? Like what's your, what's your work experience like um, outside outside of uh, Atlanta Sea Colony? Well, honestly, I, when I first went to graduate, my plan was to go into underwater welding. And I had applied to multiple different schools and, uh, to look at that and had all the documents and stuff like that. And then at the last minute is one of those things where I, you know, I was moving, first off, moving back from Guatemala straight to the United States. I knew it was going to be a drastic change for me. Financially, I wasn't set to do anything at that point in time. So I put that on hold and I ended up getting just into welding itself there for several years. Um, got out of that, did some retail work for a while, and then got into IT and did IT for the last... 15 some years or something along those lines until I moved to Mississippi. Um, three years ago, I moved to Mississippi and it was one of those life change things that I was, I was not happy with the job. I was, I, job was fine. It was a great job. I had it made. I was the COO of an IT company. I could do pretty much whatever I wanted and made decent money. Um, but I realized that I was putting Atlanta Sea Colony on hold for all this. Plus, you know, I miss my family and stuff along those lines. So it's it a dual type of thing. But I honestly looked at moving to like Florida or, or Texas or something along those lines at the time um, because I knew I needed to is either do something with Atlanta Sea Colony or shut up about it type of thing. Um, I know there, you know, and so that's that's uh, why I quit my IT job, even though I work part time for them still. And we'll probably talk a little bit more about that. And then moved down here, got worked into a family business as well while I'm down here. Uh, but all those things give me the freedom to focus whatever time needs on Atlanta Sea Colony. So, and as long as I've known you, you've always been a busy guy, and it's something I always give you give you crap about because um, <clears throat> you're you're a very generous person. Um, so I mean, you help <laughs> you help out your family a lot. You help out. Um, your church, like you said, you're still doing part-time work back, you know, for the place you did work for back in Illinois. Um, plus, you're taking on a bunch of this. I mean, you're doing a lot with Atlanta Sea Kong, too. So, um, and I laugh because, you know, I keep saying we've known each other for a very long time. And before you moved, you kept talking about how, like, you're like, I just want to be able to, you know, take a step back and like relax a little bit, focus on Atlanta Sea Colony. And now I feel like you're even busier than you were when you when you lived in Illinois. But I guess that's neither here nor there. But uh, you're not the only person to say that, by the way. So yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So we talked about your, um, I guess your technical uh, background, your work background. So and your personal background. So tell me, but, kind of. What? Go ahead. I, I say, but you're talking about technical background. It goes to say that I have no technical background, anything pertaining to engineering design, even though 
when I was a welder, I got to learn a lot about uh, drafting, and I took you know a drafting course in high school and stuff along those lines, and that really gave me that bug for it. But then I'm you know I'm not schooled in any of those things. So really, all this is is a guy that has this vision. I know what needs to happen. I know it's doable, but I don't have the skill set for it. Um, that's not going to stop me either. Right, and we could do a whole episode, I think, just talking about people who were able to accomplish great things without certain, right. <laughs> I guess, certifications or degrees and stuff like that. It's it's one of those things where um, you kind of teach yourself. I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of things, I think, along the way that we need people with degrees to maybe help us out. But, um, I mean, there's a this is an unknown, really uh, – untapped market really so i mean i think everybody that's trying to do it is kind of teaching themselves so but like i said we could do a whole episode just about that kind of thing and we kind of have in the past yeah anywho so atlanta sea colony you talked a little bit about um kind of how the ideas started forming in your head in like the 90s and then Mm -hmm. you know you've always kind of tinkered it's always been in the back of your head and then like i said really about three years ago you started making it a focus in your life. So what has been like the the main driver along the way that has, I mean, you hear it all the time that it's crazy to think about like doing this, pursuing this, like you did have a really good job, you know, um, it, it, but it wasn't obviously fulfilling something. So why sacrifice that to pursue this? That is the age-old question. I mean, why? <laughs> because, yeah, you know, I, I, there, there are times I look back and I, you know, it's it's a scary thought to to give up that comfort. And fortunately, I've got family to support me, and I didn't have, you know, a wife and kids and stuff like that I had to worry about either. So the decision was a whole lot easier for me to make than it would be other people. But I'm very passionate about people fulfilling that dream and that goal they have in them at almost all ends. I mean, it's one of those things where at least you tried type of thing. But for me, it's been there for so long. And I know I've seen all these other companies come and go. They have they have these visions of doing this and don't do it. And in my mind, the money money factor aside, I don't understand why why there's not more out there than there is. That it just seems like it, it. Maybe I'm oversimplifying the whole thing too. And I'm not trying to talk down to other people out there who are trying to do it too. But in my mind, this just seems like such a, a no brainer and, and it should have been done by now. Um, I mean, it has been with Aquarius and Jules and stuff along those lines. But I mean, more on the, 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 a larger scale than it has been. So right. there's all those things in there. Plus, like you said, yes, I've had people laugh at me, tell me it's never going to happen, all those things. Uh, and those can be a, a driving force or, you know, or a takeaway too. Just depends on how you let it. And I've let them both do it to me as well. But yeah, three years ago, I formed the LLC for NSC Colony, make it, you know, legal, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, my part-time, several of my part-time jobs right now, all that money, funny, money, money funnels right into Atlanta C Colony for marketing, trying to build up for buying stuff. Because whether we get, uh, you know, people helping us out or not, it's going to happen it's just maybe sooner than later or later than sooner, I guess. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, we've talked about this like off the podcast before that. I think that's why you and I get along so well. A lot of times is because 
we've always had that, I guess, ambition to pursue the, I guess, the more abstract things, the more crazier things, that, you know, things that people would, like, laugh about. They're like, okay, why are you doing that? So, for example, building underwater habitats to norm i mean a lot of normal people they think that's insane why are you what you know but then again people probably laughed at elon musk years ago when he wanted to pursue being like hey i'm just gonna go to mars without nasa or something like that so i mean and i'm not trying to divert it back to me but with me doing my political thing you know me running as a third party candidate same thing like it's just you get laughed at. You're told you don't you don't have a chance. It's never going to happen. To where, it, it it drives me further to make me like want to prove these people wrong. It's like I, and maybe this is uh, how you look at it. To me, I don't want to be remembered for being good at doing something normal. I'd be much, you know, I'd re- much rather be remembered not obtaining something that i was super ambitious about or striving for a long time and accomplishing something crazy you know so maybe that's a weird way of putting it but no, that makes sense and also so, uh, also for me you know i'm a huge introvert so i look at it as i mean if i can build something out in the middle of the ocean and escape to it and get away from people i'm all about that <laughs> yeah well and that's kind of like another thing i think me and you both have the hobby of like we've always talked about like not always talk about, but like the whole like survivalist thing in a way where it's just like, yeah. What, what's it like to be like isolated for a while or being able to live off the grid and all that. So like, that was one of the things that like kind of was appealing to me is like, I always thought about like just having underground bunker somewhere that nobody knew where I was at and like just stock up on food and all that stuff, have some solar panels and fresh water, whatever it is. And then just, you know, something like, coronavirus going on like where i could just ride this thing out underground for (laughs) however long i needed to so i mean i mean granted this is underwater so really not that much different except for with underwater you at least get a view and you can see some cool stuff while you're waiting there is that (laughs) so what else would there be like to talk about brennan atlanta sea colony so what what is your what would you like to see happen, I suppose, maybe in like the next five years? In my personal life or like a sea colony life? Either? Both? I guess at this point in time, they're pretty much intertwined. So, I mean, <laughs> um, no, you know, once again, you know, you'll hear a reoccurring statement through different, through our, our interviews this, this season that it all comes down to funding and mm. the almighty dollar. And, Really, that is the determining factor on what happens in the next five years. You know, if we never see a, a penny from any donors, investors, anything, five years from now, I'll still be funneling, funneling the money into the thing and, and and chugging away at it. You know, goal is hopefully here pretty soon to be able to start testing some of this stuff out in some water. Um, but yeah, I, I think it really depends on... on notoriety and funding on on where we proceed from next uh you know best case scenario is in five years we've got multiple habitats already in the water um and and we're moving towards you know phase two of the whole thing and and we'll see where we go from there but like i say 
no matter what, my my drive to make this happen isn't going to be diminished in in five years after you know twenty six years of, of thinking about right. this. So yeah, it gets a discouraging from time to time, but no, I'm not giving up that easy. Hmm. What else? I think. Uh... What else do you want people to know about you, Brendan? I don't know. I mean, I kind of think I'm a pretty boring person for the most part. And it's just <laughs> one of those things where, eh, you know, besides Atlanta Sea Colony, I don't know. That's pretty much kind of a, I, you kind of are a homebody. I am. I say when I had the when I had or did not have Corona. Um, <laughs> being stuck in the house seven days with nobody around, it wasn't bad. Um, so other than the Corona part, <laughs> or which I may or may not have had, which may um, or may not have been there. Yeah, no. Otherwise, but yeah, I say you know I enjoy movies, I enjoy music, I enjoy stuff that I, doesn't require me to leave the house. Um, <laughs> but no, um, like like you said, I I do I invest a lot of time in, in different you know freelance stuff, church. <laughs> uh you know family um so it eats up a lot of my time but um at the same time I, it's a it's a balance um that i think i need to have so yep and the only thing is i keep telling you you need to take a vacation soon so but depending on when this podcast comes out maybe you will have taken some days off to go do something do something safe and a little bit more socially distant and all that you know but uh do all that stuff nowadays but do we want to talk about anything else Brennan? do you want to make that a show you know i think that's pretty much about it um you know we'll put in the show notes you know how to find you as far as that that stuff goes obviously you can find me through the sea colony or typing in brendan traxler usually brings me up most other social media stuff um mm-hmm. I, you probably don't want to follow me on facebook because i post just stupid stuff on there um same as me. Yeah. So I've been trying to clean it up a little bit with the whole politics thing. But. Yeah. I really don't post that often anyway or share that much. I just lurk. <laughs> but, yeah, no. I say, you know, if you want to get a hold of me, you know, Atlanta Sea Colony, I answer almost all the – even the private messages, I, I usually answer all those too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I usually leave all the, the direct messages to you to deal with. It's kind of like customer service. I'm not going to do that part where I'm not going to try to yeah. answer. Like I, I know how to answer the questions people have. So the way it is. So with that, yeah. yep. you guys can go to AtlantaSeaColony.com, and there you're going to find the links to all of our social medias, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitters, the LinkedIn's, the YouTubes, the libraries, a.k.a. LBRY. Um, just uh, all of that. All that good stuff is going to be right there for you guys to find. You guys Easy. can, uh, you know, well, we keep talking about we could really use a little bit of help. So if you guys wanted to donate either via um, Patreon, which is www.patreon.com slash Atlanta Sea Colony. And I think set up a PayPal thing, but like people, if they just want to do like a one-time direct donation, they can do that. And I think that's on the website as well. Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. So yeah, you guys can do that. And I mean, every little bit helps uh, to be able to get this going. Um, like you said, it's gonna happen. It's just, um, you know, we want people to be able to see this like soon. We don't want to have to show people like 
way down the road, you know, we want to, we want to do it now. We want to, I mean, here's the deal guys. I need a new job. I just, I'm so tired of what I'm doing. I need, I need Brendan to be able to like, just take me on as a full-time, full-time employee. So really guys, no, I'm kidding, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, anything can help, even if it's just sharing our content and uh, spreading the word about it, that helps too. Cause you might have a rich friend and that's, <laughs> that's all we care about. Wow. Um, other than that, guys, uh, like I said, a lot of cool episodes coming up on uh, season two of Colonize the Ocean. So until the next one, thank you guys. And we'll see you then. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our first patron, Edward. Thank you very much for your support. As a patron, you get perks such as early access to the podcasts and other videos. Plus, we'll have polls from time to time that you get to take part of. So we encourage you to hop over there for as low as $1 a month and support us on that. Thank you guys for tuning in again to another episode of Colonize the Ocean podcast. As always, you can check us out on our social media platforms. You can see us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Library, YouTube, Reddit. All you got to do is look for Atlanta Sea Colony and you'll find us. Also, if you're able to donate to help us support our project, go to www.patreon.com slash Atlanta Sea Colony. For any other info and the links to all those, you can go to www.atlantaseacolony.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.